today on the rise to the top. Does this sound like you maybe in the past or even now, you know, you, you quit your job or whatever you're doing, you start a business because the goal is to create more freedom and what ends up is you end up becoming a slave in your own business. Holy crap, not good. That's exactly what happens to today's guest, Chuck Ryland. Until he did something about it, he decided to change his quote-unquote slave-like business into an online empire, deliver his services via products as opposed to one-on-one time, and move his entire family to the beach for a long period of time as well. Why not? Seriously. So he shares all the gritty details today on the Rise to the Top. Get ready for this one. Three quick messages, though, before we get started. First and foremost, big thanks to our sponsors. They make Rise possible. That can deliver it free to you guys. It's uh, a delicious treat. So Carbonite, whether you have one computer at home or several at your small business, Carbonite backs up your files automatically and continually. Carbonite is the better backup plan. Start your free trial today at Carbonite.com. No credit card required. Use the promo code RISE and get two bonus months with purchase. So purchase it, then you get two bonus months. Use the promo code RISE. And nothing sucks worse than losing those files. I've done it before in the past, and it's just not fun until I discovered Carbonite, and I reached out to them. I said, hey, we got to let everyone know about that on the Rise to the Top, so make sure to check that out. And uh, in case you haven't started your free trial of GoToMeeting, you got to get going. It is the easiest, most reliable way to have meetings face-to-face online. Not only can you meet with people via webcam, you can also show your screen and all that jazz. Super easy to use. Head over to GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code RISE for 45 days for free on me. And finally, I've got a uh, Create Awesome Interviews Reminder, in case you missed the memo, I've opened up my most popular training product back up, Create Awesome Interviews, which is my complete system for creating, promoting, and profiting from online interviews. What it's really about is teaching you how to build your credibility, relationships, traffic list, etc., by interviewing the influencers, thought leaders, rock stars in your niche. Here's what Sheila Butler from SuccessfulWomenTalk.com had to say about the program. The course is applicable, inspirational, and worth every penny. David has a great non-BS approach to his training, which makes implementation of his methods easy. If I needed brain surgery, I would hire a great neurosurgeon. When I needed an interview coach, I basically hired David by joining Create Awesome Interviews. So if, you, if this sounds up your alley and you want to check it out, head over to createawesomeinterviews.com slash let's do it. So it's createawesomeinterviews.com slash let's do it. And you can find out all the juicy details there. So let's get at it. Welcome to the Rise to the Top, my friends. This is the uncensored, uncut, unconventional show for badass experts, thought leaders, and personal brands like you. So, you know, whether you're building your empire, you've built your empire, you're thinking about building your empire online, that's what the show is all about. So today, you know, we're talking about productizing your services to scale up your business, you know, because you only do can only do so much work one-on-one with people, right? So I'm joined by Chuck Ryland. I'm not going to lie, Tim Ferriss gave me the hint on this one uh, as he shared Chuck's article called Four Hour Work Week Case Study, Family Escape the Rat Race for Exotic Tropical Beaches. Um, and he talks about how he opened a consulting firm after he left a job in law enforcement and then discovered that his own business was just as confining as a job. Reality set in. Uh, and then he basically redesigned his practice to deliver his services via books and online communication and converted his expertise into products so he could share his knowledge with a larger audience. Lots of juicy stuff coming up right now. Enjoy the conversation with Chuck. All right, so coming at us today, California, right, Chuck? That's it, California. All right, out of beautiful California, it's Chuck Ryland joining me on the Rise Top. Chuck, 
you know, got to say, first of all, I heard a little bit about your story. Tim Ferriss put up a thing on Facebook, and when Tim does stuff, the whole world explodes, and that and that's how <laughs> that's how it kind of happened. We've been we've been friends though online for a while, but it's really our first chat. I'm curious for people that are sort of just meeting you here via the rise to the top. How would you sort of quantify, first of all, what what is your expertise? You know, like what what is your thing um, that you're really into that you're kind of known uh, known for? Yeah, it's a good question. So kind of my like elevator speech is that I help entrepreneurs live, you know, exciting lives or great lives. But kind of that's like that's kind of a broad thing that doesn't really say anything, you know. So it's really two different things. I originally started out doing financial planning, so helping people with personal finance. And then by accident, I got into teaching marketing. So really what it is is it starts out with, yeah, two different worlds, but it kind of makes sense in the end, or I've kind of tried to make it make sense, is that there's a lot of people in the entrepreneur world that are good at making money, but they're not good at keeping that money. So you look at a lot of the big-time online marketers, and they do these million-dollar launches, but they're broke. They're living launch right. to launch, just like the it's coal ridiculous. miners living paycheck to paycheck, right? So I kind of help entrepreneurs with that. The second half is there's a lot of like shopkeeper type business owners who they know their business and they know their trade, but they don't know how to do marketing to help grow that business. Okay. So those are the two things I do consulting on. Okay, so so the two subsets here, I just want to make sure I have it down too, um, is, is first you have entrepreneurs. Um, is it any more specific than that? Like is it online entrepreneurs or just basically you would say entrepreneurs? Fair enough? Both. Okay, both, so both. Yeah. So online and offline entrepreneurs that are having trouble – um, or need financial advice. That's kind of category number one. Correct. Okay. Right. And category right. number two would be uh, people that are that are uh, you know more the the brick and mortar kind of corner shop type entrepreneurs that need help on marketing. Is that is that so? Right. That's kind of where we right. got it down. Yeah, coaches, consultants, lawyers, attorney. You know that type of. Thing, yeah. Okay, got it. Okay, so service professionals, things like that. So people that maybe don't exactly. know don't know a ton about marketing, right? Um, so exactly. Uh, also, how would you sort of um, your description, if you will? You mentioned consultant. You're an author. Uh, how how would you? This is one of the hardest things when you're in the, when you're in this industry, kind of describing uh, what what you do for people. Is it a coach, consultant, author, inspirer? What would you sort of describe what you do? Um, it's. It's a good question, and let me like I'll tell you a little background because it might relate to your audience. Cool. So I started out originally. That was my as next a question. Anyway. Planner, one on, okay, <laughs> oh, I was gonna so say that was gonna, that's gonna be my next question anyway. So. Yeah, perfect. So I was one on one in person with people doing coaching, like so me in front of a desk with one person, and then that led to you quickly realize. So I left a job to do that, and then I quickly realized, okay, I've just left a job where I wanted freedom to now replace it with just a job for myself without a boss, right? Uh -huh. So then it starts going, okay, what's the next step into this thing? And then it was I wanted freedom, I wanted to travel more. So then I started shifting to taking that consulting, that one-on-one -on -one consulting and doing it via the phone or Skype. So that was kind of the second step of the consulting. And then you start realizing, okay, it's still hours for dollars. Mm -hmm. Then I started making products, like information products. And so now my business is like a hybrid of products and one-on-one -on -one consulting via like the internet, like we're talking here, or Skype, or the telephone. All right, cool. So there's a lot to get into this, and I, I want to start with a little bit of the the end game because I this is a common problem that I see happen in the sort of expert industry, right? Is that right. people 
hone their craft and, and you get to know you know you know your stuff and you're out there marketing your butt off and you're and you're you're you know you're taking gigs here and gigs there maybe it's consulting maybe it's coaching maybe it's speaking you're going 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 and then you're on a hamster wheel and you want to shoot yourself okay not literally right. but but I, I'm saying I can't tell you I actually have talked to five people in the last week or so that had major burnout moments where they were right. like, you know what? I just can't, I, I, I just, I, I can't, if I hear the word finance or whatever it is one more time, I'm going to, you know, jump off a roof. So right. the end thing though, is that you moved your family, like you guys just did a big thing in Mexico, right? Right. And, and right, so right. you had to free up yourself over time to get there. So let's start at where you were at and, and talk about how you sort of started to automate the business a little bit. So at the time, what were you doing? You were doing one-on-one -on -one coaching just for an hourly fee, group coaching. What were you doing at the time? Yeah, so I, well, a little bit back, so I don't know what you know. So I started out as a cop. I was a detective, and I was on SWAT team and all that. So then I evolved into this business on the side, and then that grows. So then, yeah, that brings us to where we're at now, where I was, yeah, one-on-one -on -one in, in my office, which is my home office. And real quickly, how that started, Yeah, and that was I went to it. Yeah. Jump okay, into the story. So I just I want to sit back. I just want to sit back and hear. I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear exactly how you went also from cop to financial expert. So this this should be very okay. interesting. I'm just gonna sit I'll, back. I'll tell that story. So I was a I was a cop and I went to it like a tax provider guy or a guy that does your taxes. Mm -hmm. And I showed up at his house, but he didn't tell me it was his house. But I walked in and he had like a separate door to his office. So he had renovated his house. So he had a home office. And I was sitting there listening to him do my taxes, and I was totally spaced out. I was looking around his office, and I'm like, this right here is the dream to have a home office where clients would come in here. And I was like, this is the dream, right? So that was my whole goal where I created this financial planning business. And I literally did the same thing. I had like a contractor come in and redo my house so there was a separate entrance and everything. And pretty soon I like hit my dream, and clients were coming to my house, and I'm like, this is great. And then all of a sudden I realized, okay, I'm doing the same thing. I have a job, but I'm stuck here eight hours a day, you know, media one-on-one. So then that led to, okay, I need to free this up. And then one of my clients actually said, hey, why don't we do this Skype instead of me having to come to your house? That kind of triggered my whole thought process of, hey, I don't have to do this one-on-one -on -one in person. Mm -hmm. that, that brought me into, then eventually I said, okay, no more in-person stuff. And I actually lost some people. I said, hey, if you know, you got to go. If this isn't good for you, this is how I'm going. But then a lot of people liked it. Um, you want me to keep going on that? Or yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, I, 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 uh, I, I feel like I'm like interrupting David today. I'm like interrupting Cal. I just come in and just shout. Uh, but no, it, I, I think this is interesting because we'll get to that part of the story. And and I think this is cool to hear because um, is kind of those first stages. I mean, you were you were a police detective, okay? Right. A job, and you said this in your exact post that you put up about this. Doesn't allow extended travel time, right? Crime right. needs to be solved. Can't can't be just ditching <laughs> out out of there, um, you know. And and so then you decide, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to start my own consulting firm. I'm leaving law enforcement. I'm sure that's a great story there about how how you left there. But you you build up this consulting firm, but instead of building a better mousetrap, you basically just built a different mousetrap. The same, yeah, the same <laughs> mail strap, but instead of being in an office or in a police car, I was at my house. So it was like, it was cool at first because I was like, wow, I hit my dream. I have the home office, but it's like, you know, eventually you, you, don't, you think you want something, you get there and you're like second guessing, do I really want this after all? Right. I mean, because that makes sense because you're, you're, you're thinking, okay, 
that there's a lot of people have that dream. They're like, okay, I'm going to work from home and then I can take vacations or do whatever it is. And then you end up being a prisoner in your own, your own business, which is not fun either. So I, I do want to ask though, but you had to have success first before you had to revamp it because you had to have clients already before you revamped it and started going products. When you switched from law enforcement into sort of the expert consulting, and I'm assuming you start with the financial stuff, um, how did you get clients originally to pay you an hourly fee that you eventually dump or we change into other products? But uh, how, how did you initially get those clients in? So actually that kind of led into my marketing world. So I started studying marketing like crazy, probably the same people you've studied. Just I got really obsessed with it and it became more interesting to me than the personal finance. You know, anytime the learning curve, yeah, anytime the learning curve flattens out, right, you're bored. So personal finance got kind of boring to me. Then I had this new thing I was learning, which was marketing. So I got really obsessed with that. But to answer your question, what I had the most success with was using like Facebook and social media. And what happened was I first started going the traditional route. So I was going to like rotary meetings and all of these chamber meetings, these in-town things, and I was doing all this nonsense. And um, it really is nonsense. But I used to do, yeah, um, I understand. Then it I is. My, yeah, I mean, there's some value to it, but for me, it, it wasn't for me. So then I had my son. My son was born, and it was really hard to justify either working with clients or being at these meetings all the time when I had a brand new baby. So it was like really rough. So then. So I start, intentionally started focusing on like Facebook and that was kind of my like bread and butter. And so I used Facebook kind of as a lead generation tool mm -hmm. um, to push people to my website and blog and so forth. So that was kind of the main thing was originally connecting on Facebook with people I already knew. And then from there it kind of broadened out and kept going and expanding and I got a little more focused and a little more clear. And that expertise kind of led into my marketing expertise. Oh, interesting. And, and and with that, were you did you basically have one thing you were selling at the time? Was it just basically your time for an hour or buy a set of hours or or how how did you start and and what did you do you remember what fee you charged back then too? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. So in the financial planning world, there's a couple of models. The the traditional was I charge you a commission if I sell something. Okay. Yep. What I did was and then there's what you describing where hey, if you meet me for an hour and it's 300 bucks, but what I did was I charged a flat retainer for a year. Okay. So it would range from like four to ten thousand dollars for a year, and, and we'd have a series of meetings where I'd meet with people during that year. Okay, got it. So, so you're doing this, you're going along, and it turns into your own abyss of of you know you still can't go on vacation. Now you got clients calling, right. and you got all kinds of stuff going on. So there had to be a shift, and you studied these marketers, and you probably saw a lot of people have products and other things going on. Uh, you decide to make. Was there a moment where you're just like, you know what? I got like you were sitting there like I remember I, I I remember sometimes specific moments where I like made a shift like where I was like sitting there like so pissed off or happy or one way or another and I needed to do mm -hmm. something. Uh, did you have a moment where you're like God I I got to do I got to do a product I have to do yeah. a product. What yeah, was that here's moment? the moment. So I already like you said I I was aware of products I was a consumer of products. Well, what happened was I started getting media attention in the industry for financial advisors so they would people would notice, hey, we see you on Facebook. And at that time, a financial advisor on Facebook was rare. Hmm. So I started getting noticed. Then I started getting interviews like what we're doing or write-ups in some of the trade journals that were kind of prestigious for this industry. Then that led to a couple of calls from small niche um, like conferences or you know seminars. They'd say, hey, will you come speak about social media? 
So then I started doing some speeches and they were all free. I even paid my own travel. I was just like, dude, somebody wants to hear me speak. That's pretty cool, right? So right. I was like kind of excited about it by them. Then I did like three or four of those and I started going, wait a minute. This is costing me like 1500 bucks to, to go speak for free. So then I finally said, hey, I have to write a product to, to make this thing work. It And that was like the, the key. So I, I actually went to Mexico City for th two weeks. Okay. I wrote I wrote this whole thing out. Actually, first I was dictating a whole bunch of the product, like in my spare time. So what, what was the product, by the way? It was social media marketing for financial advisors. Okay. Okay. So very specific niche product that you were creating. Yeah. So I knew about being tightly niched with products, and then I already had this demand. So I'm like, I'm not going to do another speech if I don't have something to offer these people at the end to like at least break even. Because back then I didn't understand like the science or I wasn't scientific about products. Now I'm much more scientific. But um, that was the turning point to answer your question. Okay. By the way, I got to share with you, I made that uh, fun mistake uh, back in the day. First of all, speaking is a great, obviously, thing to do, and, and it's great to get experience doing it. I remember back in the day, I was doing speeches, and I literally had, and I'm talking free early on, okay, especially, yeah. I had nothing to sell. I yeah. had, I had not, and I went up there like, a, like, like an idiot, and was like, basically, like, I have nothing to sell too. Like, just like <laughs> letting them know, like, I don't know why, I like almost felt uncomfortable. Like, I was like, I was like, you know, by the way, I have nothing because I, I was never quite, I, I didn't quite know what to do yet. So I, I can certainly empathize uh, yeah. with you at that point and you're like you know what I'm, I'm if I'm paying my way and I'm getting there and I need, I'm getting in front of people there has to be a good reason for it so the reason become you know you get this product was the product uh, what was it a course or an ebook or what would you have going on it was a uh, I, I still sell it it was a um, eight and a half by eleven printed out you know three ring binder thing with some DVDs and CDs Two hundred dollars, two to three hundred bucks was the pro first product. Yeah. Okay, so so you create this first product. Um, did you have? Were you were you doing any kind of? Um, I don't want to say necessarily launch, but but was it was it a case of like were you building up anticipation online at all, or was your entire goal to sell this at speeches, or what what were you hoping to kind of do with that first product? Um, so all kind of all of that together at the same time. So I, I had the idea. I started dictating this thing into a recorder and then simultaneously I put up a website and I was at first running free traffic to it. So I would put little blurbs online on, mm -hmm. on social media saying, hey, get this thing. So I was doing some list building. Mm -hmm. Then I um, then what I did was I took it to a talk and I sold it and it sold really, really well. So I was like, okay, I'm on to something here. Then I got a little more sophisticated. Then I started running print ads to oh, lead generation stuff and then online Facebook ads. So it got more sophisticated all the time. It keeps growing, you know. Now let's talk about that speech. So so people might be thinking, you know, so okay, so you go and you do a speech. Did you did you sell it from the stage? Was it like a back of the room out of the trunk of your car? Like what like what, what like, you know what I'm saying? Where you're like, here you I got to get you some. Um like what was what yeah. was what was that kind of like? Um yeah, so the first one was <laughs> terrible. Like uh like I, I know there's like a science to selling from the stage, but I don't quite know the science very well. I mean, I know it, but I'm not good at it. So the first one, the first free ones I knew at the end of the talk, I had a, a 10, 15, 20 people surrounding me. So I knew there was some demand. Mm -hmm. So by the time I had a product, it was literally, they were cutting me off in my talk. They said, you have one minute left, you know, the guy at the back who, who <laughs> runs the organization. And I'm like, 
Okay, I got one minute. Uh, I have a little product. If you want it, uh, meet me in the back. It was nice. like pathetic. Literally in the back I, of the room. Yeah. Yeah. And I literally went in the back and I had my suitcase back there. And I'm unloading these things and they were sending me checks. And it was pathetic. But uh, Nice. And, and so, so, so you get it going. You start optimizing and you start uh, kind of figuring it out as you go. And you said you did some ads and you, and you did different things like that. Um, when you were set, just out of curious, uh, we don't get into too much too much internet marketing speak, but when you were doing, um, when you were doing the, these ads and you were bringing people to the site to buy the product, was it an opt-in, uh, just out of curiosity, where, where someone got something for free and then later on would get an offer for the product, or was it just like, here, go sell the product in the ads? No, no, I'll give it all to you if it's too much, cut me off. So it went ads to free um, downloadable PDF okay. and um, automatic, automatic email sequences, but then all, as soon on the thank you page, for, that's you know after they say yeah I want your thing and they get the free download, then I give them what an a upsell to a free um, CD in the mail mm -hmm. to capture the physical mail, and that's been key to all the businesses that I do because I combine a lot of online and offline. Mm -hmm. So then then they get a CD, free CD, and included in the free CD was a sales letter. And so they were getting simultaneously wow. mail sales letter and online sales letter. And when, and when was this? Just out of curiosity, just on our timeline of fun here. When was what? Oh, like kind of the launch of this product, if you will. Oh, probably three, four-ish years ago was the the first product there. Cool. And, and you and you work with, um, you know, you're working the the demographic that you just kind of mentioned is a little bit more traditional in, in a lot of different oh, ways. Yeah, so, totally. so, and by a little bit more, I'm understating it. They are like pleated pants. Uh, so, so yeah, I can't wear this T-shirt. You can't wear this. The There's no V-neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My goal this year is every conference I go to. By the way, I'm wearing a V-neck shirt. That's it. T-shirt. That's it. Everyone can screw That's themselves. Awesome. That's it. So if it. you see me in something else, be like, what? Um, so, uh, you know, you were selling to traditional people. So I get kind of the offline delivery, yeah. uh, meaning like you had a CD and you know an eight-track record or whatever. No, uh, but you had you had these <laughs> things that were old school. Um, it, was that really to meet the demographic need, or did you do you do online uh, digital delivery of a lot of things now, like years later, or is, is it, or are you still doing kind of a mix of on and off, if you will? You know, I'm having that like debate right now, and I I personally consume more print stuff. So okay. like, if I get an email newsletter versus a print newsletter, I'll always read the print versus True. the online. And uh, so I kind of took that thought that that has a higher perceived value more likely to be consumed and especially now that all my front end stuff is really to break even and I, it's to sell something later so I really need them to consume the first product so I have this debate but uh, I'm still leaning heavily towards offline delivery. Yeah and by the way I'd be interested to hear in the comments section for this interview what people have to say about that and kind of what your thing is. I've, I've heard every way about it you know yeah. I, I, I don't, there's no right answer obviously but yeah. or, or wrong answer but um you know, it's a case of, yeah, there, people sometimes just really want something. And, and you could also make the argument now that everything is going digital, that physical can make you stick out a little bit. There, there, there's a lot of different ways yeah. you, you can go there. So you do this first product. Um, what was your second product? The second one was a, was a book. I actually wrote my first book, a personal finance book. Was that How to Be Rich or before it was? Yeah. That? Okay. Yeah, that so one. this was called How to Be Rich, The Couple's right. Guide to a rich life without worrying about money, which is, uh, and, and was this published traditionally or, or how did you go about that? Self-published. Okay, so self-published. Self so you do, this is interesting, this is fascinating. So you do this course, 
you, you, which I'm sorry, this like product that literally goes out of the back of the room at the beginning, and then you're selling it online and you're doing ads and things like that. Why did you decide to then go a book route? Okay, it's a perfect question. So the book actually started before the actual other product. Oh, I see. Okay. But it, I didn't finish it because I put so much more energy into that book because there's so you wrote a book, so you know there's right. so much involved with it, and you want it to have a certain end result, and it came out really, really good. So that book, when I started, was a lead generation tool to pe- put people in front of me in my office. Like that was the original intent of it. Meaning, like, so you wanted people to read the book and be like, "God, I love this Chuck dude. I want to hire him for consulting." Basically, yeah, right? Okay, exactly. That was its okay. first intent, and so it was written very specifically for that, and it does really well for that. And now I'm like, well, <laughs> you can't meet me in my office, but we could get on the phone, and so. So as I was working on that and wrapping it up, now that's going to be, and it is, the front-end tool to my online consulting, which will soon be eventually replaced with a physical product, like a okay. financial planning product. Got it. And so did the book sort of, when it came out, um, did it achieve sort of what you were looking to do with it, or was it just, uh, was it kind of like oh, a fun yeah. product? Yeah, it, it, so oh, it, it oh, it's it huge. I mean, you know how a book is. I mean, you already had an yeah. audience first, but but a, but a, a book, it like it puts you in a category of the top 5% because everyone wishes they could write a book. So you're already more prestigious just because you wrote a book, even if you're not, it's right? True. Like it, it's true. It's, it's true. Yeah. And so um, that, and it's got me a lot of media. It's got me a lot of business, a lot of customers. I get a nice little check each month from it because, you know, I get most of the royalties right, from it. Right, because it's so, self-published. Yeah. And so I, I my goal is to do one a, one a year for the next four years on, on different categories. And each of those books is the lead-in to another product, right? So like, I, I did a lot of advertising for the a free book, free book, right? And then they pay shipping and handling. Mm-hmm. But it's really to get them into my funnel. But even the book alone is just a good standalone product, you know. But from my perspective, it's it's entry into my funnel. Yeah, is that is that also? And I'm curious about that. And and I've actually talked about this in other conversations too, so I won't bore you with this story. But that was something that I wish I had done better when my book came out end of 2010, which was really have more products to offer on the back end at the time. You know what I mean? Like meaning the totally. smarter, faster, cheaper book and let's just say the smarter, faster, cheaper course. Uh, yeah, totally. It wasn't there. I had part one, forgot part two. Yeah. You know, again, we'd probably be doing this for my yacht uh, otherwise. Uh, you know what <laughs> I mean? Which I don't have. So so I, I, I totally get kind of that idea of, okay, let's do a really good book do you know I mean helps people, but also brings people in. I think that's yeah. what it, my guess would be is that's why Brendan Burchard was giving away a lot of his books. Like he was doing. Oh, like, he, is that what is that what he was doing? I mean, he was giving yeah, away like seven thousand zillion books. I've got to talk to. I've got to talk to him at at events, and that's yeah. totally his model now. He he come he creates the product. There's always a book at the beginning of his launch. I mean, it's a good model. It, it really so is it's a good basic, model. Yeah. So he, so he's basically saying this is what you did too. Um, here, take the book. I'm not gonna make any money. No one makes money on books. Right. No. Anyway. Either so, way. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't matter unless you're unless you're unless you're Tim Ferriss that gets the huge advance. But that's a whole other yeah. story. You're not Tim Ferriss. So don't worry about it. Um. So uh, he's basically saying here, take my book, read it, rock out with it. Hope you get some stuff. Really hope that then you're like, okay, I like it. What else you got going on? Right. Go to the site, sign up. Now you're kind of in whatever that funnel might be, and you're gonna get some offers and and sell some right. products and things like that. So that's basically your your same. same that, kind that's of what model. I'm doing. See, now I'm doing it smarter because I did just what you did. So the first one I made the book, and then and it was such an effort that making the second product was just 
too much. Now I've got it down to a science. So I already made my, I'm, I'm writing a book next month. And so I've already made the back end product for it first. Okay. And that was the switch where it's like, make the end product first, oh, then go write the book. And so now I'm getting smarter too, where I sell the product before I make it and then make it live, you know? So I'm getting much smarter about things, more efficient. Um, so yeah, now for my next book, I've already created the, the back end. Now I'm going to write the front end. And then when I launch it, there's like a, a way to make money on this thing, right? right. Like, it makes sense because we got to make money here. Let's just be, let's, let's kill yeah. the reality of this here. I mean, I mean, you got to make money on these things. So, so you're saying you, you just said that you like to now create the products uh, at people buy beforehand. Um, right. So, are, you, are is this a case of like you send out an email and you say, "Hey guys, I want to do this product and buy it," or like, like what? What's sort of your? Uh, what have you learned in, to kind of do there for you? So what works it's for you? a good question, and, and you have to be careful with the laws in this thing because there you can't sell something that doesn't exist because all those FTC laws and you know none of the people, your audience is going to be ripping people off, but you could accidentally misinterpret what I'm saying. Right. So what I just did for this product was. So I have lists and I pitch to a list, hey, I'm going to do a six-week boot camp on marketing. And so each of those weeks, I created a different video series and there was some live coaching involved. Sure, sure. I needed the live coaching to help me create the product. because right. you, Accountability. Yeah, yeah. Accountability big time for you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it helps me to understand what their mindset is. It's sometimes different than mine. So, so I created the product each week. I created a new video and then once... Once I went through that whole six-week training with those people, small group, really low price, the, the point was not to make money, although I did make a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. The point was to get serious people, get um, – because if you do a free thing, you're going to get a bunch of freeloaders and, and right. it's not necessarily – They're always annoying. They're always annoying. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're more demanding. So you <laughs> charge a little bit, make the product. You know, I did this particular one with like an online um, – Camtasia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just PowerPoint. Do, yeah, just doing the on your computer. Yep. Yeah. So each week I made a new video. So at the end I had six videos. I added some joint venture other people to come in and do videos with me for bonuses. That's all been shipped up to get transcribed. And so at the end, I that this is the one I haven't decided if I'm gonna do online only, print only, or a combination. I haven't hundred percent decided. It'll probably be a little of both. But that product's done in essence, and then now I just got to go write the book and put the funnel together, and it's ready to go. Very cool. Now, what would you say? Like you just mentioned, we mentioned one of the book mistakes, right? Which is don't not having a back end product, or yeah. and you may, and you mentioned something that you would probably tell your old self, which is, hey, do the back end product first, then then do yeah. the book. Is there any other things you would say to your old self, if you will, that was like, hey, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do this, think a little bit more strategically. So on the book specifically, or just, or just anything? that, or just that, it, it, what I, it, it could be anything. I'll let I'll let you interpret it. I was thinking in terms of like the book funnel, but also maybe lessons learned from your first product, and, and really anything related to this that you you kind of tried and you're like, God, I've got this down now. This is a mistake I made or something different I would do. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, big picture. So. Automat I think most people know this nowadays, but I'll always start with list building, always, no matter what. Start with list building before you even have any product in mind whatsoever. Secondly, the first product, it has to be, it's kind of the book thing, it has to be designed to break even or lose money. Mm -hmm. And the money has to come in on the second product, the back end. That You have to get that in your head from the beginning. And I don't think most of us do because yeah. when we buy these products of like, hey, 
how to get rich online marketing. They don't tell you this part of it, right? But you have to because you need the money for the first part to pay for advertising. Like that's the only way you're going to build your list unless you're going to do grunt labor, which is like what we're doing. So I could go out and do a lot of interviews. Mm. I could go out and do speeches. But if you want to get more passive, which is my goal nowadays, you have to be more scientific which means you have to be doing advertising and to do advertising you have to be willing to lose money on the front end product. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes 100% sense and you're, so you're saying that basically the stuff we're doing now like this interview or that there, there's a lot of different ways you can market uh, basically yourself and your products and services, right? There's a lot of different ways. I mean, right. We could talk about 10,000 different ways right now but you're saying for your goals which is Spending time on the beach, spending time with family, right? Uh, all these different yeah, things yeah. that are that are important to you, um, and I would dare say important to all of us. Might not be the beach as well, but you know, family and, and you know, having time away from yeah, us. Yeah. You're saying that advertising is, is sort of the the most controllable, you know, when it comes to that. I guess it's the most predictable and leverageable. So, like, I could go out and do an interview like this every day. That's probably a lot because there's only so many out there to do. But eventually you're gonna run out of time, right? Mm -hmm. Because you've not only got to do this publicity stuff, but you also gotta go out and provide service to your clients and make product and so forth. But advertising is unlimited, right? It's just a matter of keep spending more money and putting your message in different media formats and stuff. So if your end goal is this freedom, this four hour work week or whatever, then you got to eventually try to get into advertising because if you don't like you have this TV show you have to do this like regularly you have to right. keep it up sure. like it's, or you have to do extra work to take a week off or something so if you want to get away from that model which is not not for everybody not everybody right. but even if you want to you have to replace that with some sort of paid media somehow right and, and you know and and I yeah I mean for me I like doing the show that's like my primary reason for doing it do you know what I'm saying but yeah, like yeah. And I also um, you know, take systems. So like when we go to Greece and Italy and some stuff coming up that, you know, not going to have to worry about it. It's going to be pre-recorded and good to go. And right. this might be pre-recorded right now. Um, so, so, <laughs> you know, uh, so, so we do, you know, but I, I get what you, exactly what you're saying. Like you could literally, once you have the system down, you know, I got to tell you, Chuck, one time we got, we got to have to have you back. Uh, I'm working on some new stuff right now. I don't even want to spoil alert what it is, but we might have to have you back to talk a little bit more specifically on advertising and some things like that. Cause I know mm -hmm. that's something that a lot of people don't understand in the space and they're a little scared of, you know, because yeah. they're like, God, I don't want to waste money. And can I build a relationship through advertising and things like that? So we might have to have you back on that one. Um, so I, I got to talk though results. Um, right now, how many products do you have out there? I have four. Well, I'm in two spaces. So my wife is in the personal training. In oh, gym. so she does that too. Okay. Gym biz too. So I do some of that. So total, I have four or five products across these two different things, and a whole bunch in the pipeline. Okay, and, and those and those four or five are all available 24/7. It's not like a case of like signing up and or or or, or are they not? That's a good question. I just pulled one off the market. I'm, in fact, I'm experimenting right now with kind of going away from the evergreen and moving more towards this launch thing, yeah, right? Right. So it's, it's to build some scarcity into it. So I'm in limbo on that, trying to figure that out. All right, cool. Uh, ongoing journey, right? Uh, yeah, so every, every day. So do you have, uh, we're in 2012 right now, obviously, when we're, when, when we're shooting this. And, and you, it seems like you hit one of your big goals, uh, which was to be able to 
basically get out of that rat race lifestyle and get down. You went to Mexico, you're going back to Mexico uh, yeah. and things like that. Are there any other kind of immediate goals that you have? Maybe it's a, rev a revenue specific goal or something else like getting entirely away from clients. Like, do you have any kind of specific goal that you're working towards right now? Uh, my short term thing is this new product series. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the next book and then the other. So that I'm hoping by the end of the year to have that thing all buttoned up and ready to launch. So that's kind of the short term goal. My long term bigger goal right now is it's kind of silly, but my wife and I are looking at actually like living out of the country. So we've done like these month long things and we're right now at about two of them a year. And so we're kind of like, we got one wow. kid who's going to be finishing high school. And so we're kind of in this like search for the perfect place, right? Like it probably doesn't exist, but uh, I, I don't know. That's, that's borderline goal slash fantasy. So I don't know. Oh, very cool. And, and, and so that's awesome, man. Well, well, good luck with it. I, this is super insightful because I think a lot of people, um, it, it's also a fun warning kind of in a good way where you got to think about some of these things earlier on, like, like meaning like uh, leveraging and things like that. Now, here's, here's kind of my final question, then we'll give some links and anything you want to shamelessly plug, okay. we'll, we'll make sure to link up as well. Uh, but going back, right? And you can't go back in your own story because you figure yeah. stuff out as you go along, right? I mean, you can't be yeah. like, oh, I would have done this, you know, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But for you, would you have, knowing what you know, know now and, and sort of like your success where it's at now, would you have started to create products earlier or did you think that the consulting and sort of that way that you did it really set the groundwork though of knowing what products to create and also made you realize like, God, I don't want this. I got to figure it out. Um, that's such a good question and there's not a great answer, but uh, the best answer is try your hardest to figure out what you want. And what I mean, what you want is like what lifestyle you want, what emotional thing, because like a lot of things that we do are emotionally based on like ego. And I'll give you a quick example. So my wife and I, we opened a pretty big gym for us. It was like a huge undertaking. Globo like, gym. Was it Globo gym from Dodgeball? No. Close, okay. close. <laughs> <laughs> we had like 35 employees, which for us was like a huge deal. That's a huge, and, um, stressing me out just thinking about it. Yep. And, and we ended up closing that because we lost a lot of money, but uh, we kind of stepped back and really see now we've revamped the business and now it's just her and her little thing and it's under the radar. There's no storefront. So she doesn't get the like celebrity thing of having being this gym owner and that like, you know, you get some sort of fame, like you get a little bit of fame with your TV show. And, but it's important to realize like what your real motivation is. So if your motivation is fame or celebrity, then you got to go one direction. If it's to earn money and, and have freedom, then you got to go a different direction. But sometimes we're going in a different direction, not realizing what our end goal really is. So to answer your question, it's try your hardest to figure out what that end goal is. But you don't usually know until you go through these series of mistakes, for lack of a better word. Yeah. By the way, great point about the ego thing. And I think we've all gone through that at certain points. Where yeah. I actually remember a good friend of mine who was saying he used to have kind of a sexy job if you will it was uh yeah. it, it actually involved the x games and he did some really cool stuff and he's like oh the girl he's like the girls love this one you walk yeah. in you tell the thing you know he's like yeah and now he does something where he helps you with like careers but he like really loves it you know right. and right. he's like not so sexy he's like not so se it's <laughs> yeah. not like you go up and be like i help you with careers and people are like oh yay you know what i mean so yeah. you have to kind of really not worry about what other people are gonna say think how right. you're gonna come across as a cocktail party instead really think about what you want you know and i think that that's going to really change people's thoughts and how they want to go for this 
Well, because I, I used to be able to go to a cocktail party and say I'm on a SWAT team, right? I, right, and I, I just shoot guns. Yeah, and then I talk, like, I, I would be I'd be like, really? Yeah, a hundred questions yeah. would come at you. And they're like, what do you do now? Oh, I write books about personal finance. Oh, geez. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's <laughs> in the conversation on the airplane, right? I'm like, done. Like, I could go to sleep now. <laughs> you, you already have the iPod ready. You're like, here it comes, you know? This is what I do, and they put it on. But yeah, no, I mean, so again, it, that, that, that I think that's a very, very important takeaway. And, and, and honestly, if you're following your passion, the things that you want to do, and you know, you, you're not going to worry about that stuff. And I think that's True. important, you know? So, all right, well, Chuck, this was awesome today. I appreciate the time. Uh, where do you want to send people? Uh, we'll, we'll put some links, anything you want to uh, put below. We'll put it in the show notes. But uh, let us know where, where can people find out more info, anything you yeah. want to plug. Uh, now would be your shameless plug time. Uh, two things. My blog is like all free information, like minimal pitch, almost no pitch. So chuckryland.com. Yep. It's all about the stuff that we talked about. So chuckryland.com. Secondly, my book right now, How to Be Rich at Amazon. It's really, really popular. We talked about it being an upsell, but there's a ton of great info in it. You can read the comments on it. Oh, cool. Yeah. And That's all, it. I mean, it's like got incredibly good ratings, by the way. I think it was like, it was yeah. like, I was like 55 stars and we like four four stars, something like that. It was incredible. And then, by the way, I want to give the spelling. It's C-H-U-C-K-R-Y-L-A-N-T for people that are on iTunes or something like that. And they're like, I don't know how to spell Ryland. So uh, we'll let that, we'll let that uh, link those up below. Chuck, good luck, my man. Have, have, have safe travels. And uh, this has been super interesting. And uh, thanks for sharing a lot of this stuff so candidly with us. Appreciate cool. it. I appreciate you calling me, so take care. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed the chat here with Chuck on the rise to the top. We got into a lot of nitty-gritty details there. I hope you picked up some things you can use for your business, some inspiration, some ideas, all that jazz. Just want to thank Chuck for coming on, and a big thank you to our sponsors, Carbonite and GoToMeeting, because they, you know, they allow us to create and give this to you free, no charge. So Carbonite, make sure to check it out. It is the better backup plan automatically backs up your files on your computer. You don't have to worry about anything. You're not going to be like me a few years ago when I lost all my files. It sucks. So head over to Carbonite.com. No credit card required free trial. Literally a free trial. Uh, and then if you buy, enter the promo code RISE and you're going to get two months free and you're also supporting the show. So good deal there. And also go to meeting and head over to GoToMeeting.com. Uh, click the Try It Free button. Enter the promo code RISE. Best way to do face-to-face -face meetings, bar none online period the most reliable software that i've ever used for that so make sure to check it out at gotomeeting.com try it free button and promo code rise for 45 days on me and once again create awesome interviews if it's up your alley and you want to create your own interview empire and, and build your brand that way create awesomeinterviews.com slash let's do it i will see you on the vip email list if you haven't already joined at the risetop.com slash vip oh, that was a lot of links all right, my friends, I will see you next time. I'm David Seidman Garland. See ya.